ora. Welcome to the House. Parliament has been considering RMA reform for years. The Resource Management Act, or RMA, has been tinkered with repeatedly since it was created by a national-led government back in 1991. But while tinkering can fix annoyances in legislation, it can also make it larger and more cumbersome. And eventually laws just need to be completely rethought and rewritten. The current administration's been doing quite a lot of that. Replacement laws for the RMA have been wending their way through Parliament for many months. On the upside for reform, all parties in Parliament appear to agree that it is well past time to replace the RMA. For example, here's National MP Simon O'Connor. And I don't think anyone in the House here would disagree that the current RMA is a massive, massive mess. Um, It could be best described as slowing everything down. And I think of everyone from neighbours, friends, locals, constituents, developers across Tamaki, uh, they find the RMA majorly problematic. But that agreement does not extend to how to replace it or with what. O'Connor again and Chris Bishop. In fact, from where the current RMA stifles things, uh, this one is going to stop progress in its entirety. It's only once you've protected the environment, which as I've previously indicated is a Um, requires onerous action, only once you have protected the environment can you get use and development of the environment. And it's it's wrong-headed. It's round the wrong way. Parliament has just over four weeks left to sit before it pulls down the tents and packs away the big top for the election campaign. The government, though, still has a number of things it is keen to get agreed and passed into law. A number of things were tidied away last week when debates seemed to rush by with surprisingly little opposition comment. But this week is proving the opposition has not quite gone home yet. We intend to spend a bit of time um, uh, on the side of the House on part one because it is fundamental to uh, the way in which the new Natural and Built Environment Act if it becomes an act, will operate. And I want to start with Clause 3, which is the purpose of the act. Last evening, the House began work on the committee stage for one of the bills that David Parker has developed to replace the RMA. It's a highly complex bill with some 800-odd pages broken into 12 different parts. That's a lot. So it's ripe for a lengthy committee stage where you can have a separate debate and voting for each of those 12 parts. So when they went home last night, they'd just barely begun. And they still had lots of debate left in it for the House resuming this morning for an extra sitting. Thank you, Mr Chair. Well, it's good to be back here in extended uh, sitting hours um, at 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, For those people who may be watching at home or listening on the uh, radio, uh, we are debating in the Committee of the Whole House the supplementary order paper on the Natural and Built Environment Bill uh, number 389 in the name of the Minister for the Environment. And we're up to part uh, three of... You might the think that National Scott Simpson was being particularly helpful when he began the day this morning. Or you might just think he was cleverly using as much time as possible, which is fine. Filibustering legislation that you oppose is a legitimate tactic, and National and ACT very much oppose this. So after a morning session when the MPs got to the lunch break and the end of Parliament's version of Tuesday, how far had they got? Well, just to part eight, two-thirds of the way through. And this is just one of two different IRMA bills that the government was hoping to get good progress on this week. 
But Wednesday evening is all about members' bills, and Thursday is, as always, a shorter day. So, maybe next week. You've been listening to The House. It's a whakaranga koe ki te whare. This programme is produced with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk. Matua.